I've had this news show for about eight months now, but you know what I haven't done enough of that most other news channels do? Comment on other news anchors. So that's what I'm going to be doing today. There's Matt Walsh who's talking about why we need cameras in all public classrooms to monitor what teachers are teaching our children. And guess what? That's also monitoring our children. And then we're going to switch to Crystal Ball who's talking about how we need to tax the largest wealth transfer in history coming from the baby boomers. Are these good ideas? Well, you're just going to have to stick around to check out my cosmic opinion that's always right even when it's mostly false. Smash that like button, comment below, subscribe to the channel, share it out far and wide, and get ready for some Waking Infinity news. Welcome back to Waking Infinity News. I'm your host, Ben Joseph Stewart. I'm not going to dilly-dally with the intro here. I already told you what you guys need to know. We're going to hop right in, and we're going to look at Matt Walsh. Now, Matt Walsh is a blogger. He's a self-proclaimed theocratic fascist philanthropist beekeeping influencer. That's quite interesting. So what is a theocratic fascist? They believe in the enforcement of extreme bigoted religious values in a country or area, such as that women should have to cover up or sex before marriage is morally wrong. He just recently made a video that's been getting a lot of plays lately, and he's calling for if we are going to have cameras on police officers and somebody gets killed and you want to know exactly how it went down, because there are some cases where it could have gone very wrong due to eyewitness testimony, but the body cam showed a completely different story. That makes sense. Street corners, for sure. Bank clerks, for sure. Dog boarders, the people who put up your pets for the weekend while you're going on vacation, they have cameras on them. Daycare workers, they have cameras on them. Why shouldn't we have cameras in all public classrooms showing you what the teachers are teaching your child and also showing you how your child is. So all the children in the class, depending on how many cameras and how focused you can get on your own individual child. Well, there's been a lot of backlash. There's been a lot of people saying, this seems super creepy because what if there's people who could hack in and, you know, don't need the passwords and they can sit there and watch your child all day long for eight hours a day. I have various opinions on this, but I want to dive deeper into his own Twitter page. I'm going to show you right here. It's time to put cameras in every classroom. It's episode 748. This guy is pumping out mad content. And then here we have Miguel Naguib saying, not necessarily cameras, I think, Audio recorders are more important and raises less objections. Once teachers know that their words will be heard by the student's parents, they will behave. As you said, full and complete and absolute transparency is the only way. Okay, so here's a guy that's not doing the trolling thing and saying you're the dumbest person since sliced bread. He's basically saying, we, I think you could arrive at the same outcome with just audio recorders. I like those kinds of comments, the ones that just thought provoke a little bit more and help keep it from being so extreme. But let's go further. There's this guy, Dante Edrado, saying, dude, this is literally 1984. Touche, Dante, touche. Steve Sherwood said, lunacy, what massive government agency is going to monitor in real life? 
millions of hours of classes. What massive stifling, by the way, that would probably be AI. Um, what massive stifling this will have on the ability of students to express ideas and thoughts. How many Xi'an teachers will be fired or censored? How about talking to your kids after school? That's something that a lot of people have been also saying. It's like, if you want to know what the teachers are teaching your kids, why don't you have a good enough relationship with your kids to ask, what did your teacher teach you today? What did the teacher say? How did they bring it up? Just ask your kids. Well, anyone who's a parent knows that 99% of children, when they get home from school and you say, what'd you do today? What'd you learn? Nah, nothing. Are you sure? You didn't learn anything? You, like, what, where were you when you were learning? Oh, well, you know, we were in the classroom. Yeah, so was it one-on-one? -on -one? Was it a whole, you know, whole classroom thing? Eh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. That's usually kids. So it doesn't always work. That's just a little bit of balance on that particular comment. Here's Matt Walsh. Somebody posted that he posted last year, February 21st of 2020, almost contradicting himself to a T. Your child's most intimate and personal moments, whether sad or happy, do not need to be filmed and posted online for public consumption. Let your child have a personal life. Let them have privacy. You have no right to take that from them. Not everything has to be a spectacle. I would agree with that, Matt. I also think that you're really just... I mean, I know Matt probably also understands he's getting into the nuances of how parents should be. Maybe he's a parent himself. But if some parents want to film their kids, that's the parent's call. And you know what? Kids grow up thinking, no, my privacy wasn't stripped from me. It's just normal. The Big Annoyer said, nice Stalinism reboot y'all got going on here. Hmm, I like that comment. R.S. Guthrie said, as an IT professional who worked recently in a public school district, it's relevant to know that many, if not most, schools have audio video camera systems with exactly the kind of views, passwords, and etc. you mentioned. So, for many districts, it would be only a matter of policy. True, right? If there's already cameras, this is an IT professional who worked in public schools recently, he would know. So if there really are already cameras and audio systems in schools, then maybe it just hasn't hit the policy side of things yet where it needs to be in schools. So now I want to give you my opinion real quick before going to crystal ball. Do I think cameras need to be in classrooms? You know why I think we're framing this wrong? We're saying we want to know what teachers are teaching our kids and how our kids are behaving in class. But guess what this really seems more like? China has well over a billion cameras in China right now. And soon it'll be two cameras for every citizen of China. Now, I'm not using China as a scare tactic. What I am saying is, even David Icke said, if you want to know what's happening in the West, look to the East. It's coming here. It really is flowing over here. The same kind of surveillance state they have going on over in China is happening over here. The World Economic Forum is calling this the Great Reset. We need to do this. We need to help proliferate more data. So big data is bigger than big oil. This is brand new in human history. We, the millennials, are really the last generation to know what it was like before the internet and the technology boom where it just consumes our lives. 
We're the last generation to know what that's like. So now it's just becoming more and more normal that data needs to be proliferated. So to make sense of this, why do we need cameras in classrooms? Well, it's because children don't produce enough data. We need more data points on children to know what kind of loans we're going to open to them, what kind of jobs we're going to allow them to step into, what kind of schools they're going to get scholarships towards, where they should be put in terms of physical location, where they're going to work, all those kinds of things. I know this may seem crazy, but the thing is, is you guys don't come to me because I'm just talking about the norm. You come to me because I'm looking out ahead like some conspiracy theorists and people who like to look at the fringe to see where could this all be heading and how else could we explain some of the weird things that are happening in the world today. Like the World Economic Forum saying, we need to empower women. Sounds great until you realize that what they're talking about is getting women in the workplace and giving them tablets and putting them on the blockchain because they are proliferating far less data than the men, especially in the areas like Africa, that um, these programs are really being pushed. So I do think it's all about data proliferation. And my ultimate conclusion is, do I see the 5% benefit of putting cameras in classrooms? Sure. Do I see the 95% trap of it? Yeah. Where would I like to see all those cameras invested? On everyone who works for Goldman Sachs, every private investor that has some kind of investment in Vanguard, Blackstone, BlackRock, any of the people who come from very wealthy, long-standing families and lineages, anyone with more than eight digits to their bank account, uh, I'm really talking about the most powerful people in the world should be watched like hawks, not the impoverished, because everything about the Great Reset is poverty management, whereas why don't we get to see anything about the data aggregators who seem to know everything about us? We need to flip that on its head. Nobody gets any privacy. If the bottom classes don't get any privacy, no one else gets any privacy. Then we can put to rest all those ideas that there's pedophilia and blood drinking and adrenochrome and all that crap at the top. Let's just put it to rest. Nobody has any privacy anymore and we'll get to the bottom of where the deepest, darkest secrets are lying. Okay, moving on. Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball is talking about the largest wealth transfer in history. Right now, the baby boomers have amassed, and baby boomers of 70 years plus, have amassed $35 trillion. But because they're up there in years, they are starting to buy their children homes and co-sign on loans for their children and their grandchildren. They're simply transferring a lot of that wealth to other people in their own family. Now, the reason why Crystal is bringing this up is because this kind of wealth transfer, there are a lot of loopholes. Donald Trump helped push for these loopholes so the wealthy families can keep their money inside the family and transfer it without being taxed heavily, mostly put into the lowest type of tax bracket you can, even though it's a massive sum of money being transferred. So what she's saying is tax that shit. Tax it like you would tax anything else. No more loopholes. And guess what? Joe Biden, for all of his tomfoolery, actually is pushing for taking away those loopholes. What else could that mean that he's asking for taking away those loopholes? The distribution of wealth. 
This isn't an easy situation that we're talking about here. Not taxing does one thing, taxing does another thing, and both of them have the ability to still disadvantage the lower classes. So we really wanna dive in deep here. I like crystal ball, I like cigar, I like the way they focus on things. Matt Walsh, I haven't seen enough of him to see that I really like his demeanor, I really like his jokes, I really like his news, I like his opinions. Cameras in the classrooms, sorry bud. What else? Taxing this money that's in part of the greatest wealth transfer? I kinda like it, mainly because of the way Crystal Ball put it, but I don't really know what else to say from there because right now, I don't really trust the Biden administration. And let me put that even more clearly. I don't trust any administration. I didn't trust the Trump one, Obama won, Bush, going back to Clinton, Bush Sr., Reagan, Carter. You go on and on and on. What's to trust, really? What's to trust? The most disempowered people in the world has to do with class. It doesn't have to do with race. It doesn't have to do with anything else. But, unfortunately, as Crystal Ball mentions, it does have to do with race if you're looking not on the books specifically, families helping families, that's great, right? But what about if white families are the only families with most of the wealth and pretty much every other minority are held within these classes where none of that wealth transfer ever trickles down to? It barely ever goes there unless through government subsidies. And what does that mean? That means you are literally the impoverished, managed by larger classes. It is infrastructure and institutionalized slave systems that are put in place that we're bickering about how to make a little bit more fair. Okay, that's kind of like rearranging the furniture on the Titanic. The damage is still being done and we're talking about shit that doesn't really make a huge difference. We really need to focus on what the World Economic Forum is doing and what this specific class of people, all the big hedge funders in the finance class, what they literally are pushing for, what technology they're pushing for, who they're proliferating data from, and how they're looking to manage those billions and billions of people. That's my thoughts. I'm going to stick with that. And I just want to say, remember... You are the most powerful technology known to existence. You need to wield it like someone with a heart and a conscience. Nothing that I say here is reason to take up arms and to go storm some building or to go violently take over some kind of edifice that stands for the power that we need to take down. Force, that kind of revolution, that's not something that is ever going to last. Violence only begets violence. Hate only begets hate. There is an in-between way here, and that comes from non-compliance. Peaceful non-compliance of nearly 7 billion people would go a long way. Why hasn't it happened? We talk about this a lot, but why hasn't it happened? Because very rarely do you see people that stick with that point, like Charles Eisenstein sticks with the gift economy, and he keeps developing it keeps showing examples, keeps giving new ideas of how to take this one concept and apply it out to the world. 
day by day as the world changes, keep teasing apart that idea to show this really is the solution. So that's my commitment to you. I'm going to keep doing that. And I'll catch you guys next time on Waking Infinity News.